So yesterday was center pole unload, which means it was also windle stick unload. Windle sticks are four additional poles that tie in with cross ties to center pole. They're named after Levi Garrett Windle, a once-in-a-lifetime personality, a friend to everyone. Uh, Levi was one of the Grey Pot leaders of Aggie Bonfire, the first stack after 99, and he... He, he he changed lives. He was the he was the greatest. He passed away today, twenty years ago, October nineteenth, twenty years ago. Uh, and and he left an indelible mark on everyone. And as we'll discuss, he's left a mark on people who never even met him. And that's what this is about. Maybe getting a little closer to meeting Levi through the eyes and reminiscences of his family, his mother and father, Gail and Steve and his brother Brody. So I hope you enjoy. I hope, I hope that this incites as many new questions about Levi as it answers old ones. Um, yeah. Build the hell. Love you, Levi. Gig him. We're just gonna, it's, it'll just be a chat. So, um, keep it relaxed. Uh, they generally only run three to four hours. <laughs> Here comes the jokes. Uh. But yeah, it was, uh, um, uh, you know, it just, so, somebody asked me the other day, uh, what we were going to do for 20 years with respect to bonfire. And I was, I was like, oh yeah, there's that too. Uh, you know, for, for me, it was like 20 years, uh, 20 years since we lost Levi, you know, and I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about that, which, you know, he'd probably not like that. You know, he'd probably want us to think about Bodfire, but can't help it. Yeah, I think he would. Now, the, I think the importance of having this conversation at this time was illustrated with a conversation I had with um, somebody at, at Cut this last weekend, even. Even after we had already... Uh, started trying to figure out a date to have the conversation. So um, as, as you guys know, they still, you know, they still remember that there's still the Wendell sticks. Did I ever show you that photo of, uh, of the Wendell sticks a couple of years ago where somebody had to leave a note? Did I show you that? I, you I never that? saw it. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think, so. think so. All right. Let me see if I can pull it up on my, uh, this was so good. This it was, I think it was 2021 at stack. So you've got the Wendell sticks in the middle, uh, much more refined now than our trees that uh, I don't want to know how we got them. Um, but uh, telephone poles. And now they they got cross ties in. 
I'm sure they were out of service. <laughs> I mean, it, it's uh, it's ironic to Bonfire that the telephone poles are the ones that are legitimately acquired. <laughs> Our, ours were those, yeah, ours were those trees, those big, <laughs> uh, those big pine trees. And I'll and and I'll pull up a photo of that for everybody to see on the on the podcast. But uh, you know, this was this was at Stack. This is riveting listening. I know. Um. So the deal with the with the Windle sticks is they're very important, and you must respect them. In the same way that things that, you know, are for a memorial type reason, A&M, you, you just, you don't mess with them, which has actually provided uh, quite the safety mechanism, right? You don't want a tree that you're slamming to slam into the structure that helps support it. Um, and so there was, as sometimes happens, there was a tree that was going up and it brushed up against one of the windle sticks on the way up. And uh, this was not my doing. I had absolutely nothing to do with the response to this. But uh, I get out there that night, got the camera, and and the the people there, the students are like, hey, Dion, you have to go see this. And I go up to the stack, and there's a note that's taped to one of the window sticks. And I, I wish I'd have remembered this. I totally forgot that this had happened. But there's this note taped to one of the Wendell sticks, and it's an apology to the Wendell stick. Oh, that's cool. And it's it's I'm I'm here it is. I finally found it. Here we go. Zoom in on that. All right, and then I think I can share my monitor. Don't get too uh, technological over there. I'm I'm already way over my head. <laughs> hey, I, I just can't believe we got this thing up. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm amazed. At this. Here, here's here's how high tech I am. I will take a picture of my monitor and I will text it to you, Brody. Easy enough. That's my speed. We get that. I will send, send a Pony Express. So Brody, hey, we're you're not Brody, man. Oh, oh. There's Brody. Okay, good boy. Yeah, that's good. That's good. There we go. So I just texted it to you, Brody, but I'll, I'll read it to you. Th this was the note that was taped with red tape. And if it's taped with red tape, that means that the junior red pots provided the tape, which means that they also provided the instructions. And so... This Aggie had to write this note from their own sentiments. No dictation. They said, Dear Wendell, I am so deeply sorry that I hurt you. I was only trying to help you. But in the end, I did the opposite. I will never forgive myself for what I have done, and I will never hurt you again. I hope that you can find it in your heart to forgive me for the mistakes I have made so that we can work together again as friends. I may not be 
the center pole brace, nor the tamp dirt that holds you in place. But I promise from now on, I will only support you. Please forgive me and give me another chance to cover you in fat logs. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's awesome. So they, they, you know, without encouragement, they just, they just remember on their own, which is outstanding. But then this weekend, somebody comes up and they just wanted to talk about Levi. And they've got a bunch of facts and a bunch of things that they know. And they just want to talk to somebody that knew him. And so we're chatting and then somebody else shows up who's coming to learn things. They don't have as many facts as this other person. So as we're going, I'm kind of filling in some context for the other person who just showed up. And at a certain point, I was talking about how the logs were on their way to stack site. And then we needed to, we realized we needed to name them. And then, you know, we said Wendell sticks. And the young man that had all these facts, you could see, you could almost see the information just blow up in the air as everything he thought just got confused. And he said, wait, 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 wait. You named him after him in 2003? I said, well, yeah, yeah. Every single bonfire stack has had window sticks in the middle, going back to the first ones. He goes, but, but I, th- I thought he, I thought he passed away in 2013. And I said, mm, no, no, it was 2003 be- before he got to see the fire we were working on together. And, and I was trying to figure out why was he so confused? He knew a lot about Levi. So how could he have been so confused? And then I realized, like, if you're making a souffle, one little, like, egg yolk will totally ruin the egg whites, right? There was this one little thing, and I figured out what it was. He goes, well, how did, when did he start the tobacco company? <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so he had all of this stuff, but he was like, there's no way that a 20-year-old could have started a tobacco company. It it must have been 2013. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. I think that's so how have y'all been? <laughs> What's that? I think... <laughs> Tobacco well, company was. I didn't even know it was tobacco when I named him Levi Gear. I just saw the name on a truck drive by us on the highway, and I knew I wanted to name him Levi when I was pregnant, but I I didn't know what his middle name should be. And then I saw this truck. He just flew by us on the highway one day. Levi Gear. I had no idea it was chewing tobacco. So I just love. It's just Holy. a great name. Yeah. This is my learning new information face. <laughs> Yeah, was oh, a, man. It was on a delivery truck. You didn't I think always, you a tobacco company, did you? It's well, delicious it's tobacco. tobacco. <laughs> Steve has never chewed tobacco. Oh, I've my never goodness. Tobacco. Oh, man. I, I always thought, and I know I'm not the only one, I always thought he was named after Levi Garrett Tobacco. Yeah. In t- oh, man. I just liked the name, but I didn't even know it was tobacco when I named him. 
So, well, it's yeah. the best kind. So. <laughs> <laughs> When, when, uh, and I I don't think Walton has it anymore, not since the laws or whatever, but, uh, a lot of crews would have a tobacco fish. We had a tobacco fish and they just had to carry around a pouch full of tobacco. And then you yell for tobacco and they run up and they let you, you know, pick what tobacco you want. So when Walton still had a tobacco fish, they could have Copenhagen, uh, and then if they were going to have Chew, it had to be Levi Garrett. There, there would be nothing but Levi Garrett. Hmm. Man, wow. Talk about <laughs> paradigm shifts. He didn't. He didn't tell you that. <laughs> no. Wyoming. Yeah, we were out in the middle of nowhere. Oh my goodness. Yeah, no. Wyoming. Well, that's, you're right. It's a great name. It is a great name. It goes together really well. Neither one of us knew it was tobacco. Wow. When did you find out that it was? Um, I think. We, uh, I don't when know. the truck came back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was quite a bit later. I, I think it was several years later. I didn't even think about it again until I was like, Oh my God, Steve, that's chewing. You see it on a shelf in a grocery store or something. <laughs> so. Oh my goodness. I have got to text Belsick right now. <laughs> yeah, give me information. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to see if he knew. I, he might He might say the same thing you did. What, you didn't know? I'll did you know that Levi was named after a truck on the road. <laughs> That's how Shiloh got his name too. So, um, well, how have y'all been? How's, how's life? Great. How are you? Good. It's about to get busy. Yeah. So. When, is, when is bonfire this year? November 21st and the today, in fact, when we're done here, uh, I'm going to get everything packed up and then go into stack site because the center pole and window sticks are getting to site this afternoon. Oh, today? Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cool. Very cool. And then raising center pole is going to be Friday. Window sticks are going in on Saturday. Um, and then stack pretty quick after. So, yeah. How many people are participating this year? I'm so bad with numbers, um, guessing, but I, I was talking to somebody today who had the same question. My guess was a couple hundred reliable core, a couple few hundred reliable non regs, and then the people that come in and out. Um, but I'd say the core group is. Three, four, five hundred people. And that's normal. That is more. That's more. Yeah, there's there's more. Um, in the last couple of years, there's been more. And especially this year, um, uh, the core has just blown up. Really? There, there's a ton of core out there, yeah. So why, what changed? Why is the core so busy? Because... 
the the core has been empowered to take you know the core now belongs to the members of the core cadets again that there, there was a while where the idea was uh that the adults in the room would kind of dictate a lot and govern a lot uh for the core and uh there's a new commandant who's uh general michaelis who's just he's just got a real comfort level with the discomfort of letting students do student things but isn't that what the core is for exactly yeah yeah Yeah. let them learn how to lead let them learn how to um, i don't know i just thought that was what the whole purpose well i'm pleased i think that's wonderful Oh, it's it's outstanding. Yeah. Levi, Levi was in it for a day. Did he tell yeah. us? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you know Levi was I think, in it for a day? I think he was in a couple of days. <laughs> yeah. He, he had a solid. Yeah, it was a couple of days, wasn't it? I, I think, think so. it was two, maybe three. I can't remember. It might have made a solid week if the week started on Wednesday. <laughs> Enough days to go. Oh, we're waking up like this every day. Yeah. Well, that, that, so two? Yeah. No two? Yeah. Or maybe two. So. Yeah, no, it's 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 going great. And it's, you know, I mean, it's exactly what, what uh, Bonfire calls for, right? Like. Well, and how many girls? Levi was always so proud that there were a lot of girls that were. Um, yeah, I'd say, like, just off the cuff, a third to half. Oh, that's so impressive. That's great. That would make him so happy. He loved it. He he just thought they should be there. Well, and what he'd love is that the green pots now drive all the tractors. So, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. That they're running the tractors pulling logs and uh they drive probably half the the trucks from load to unload and they're in the swings and everything. Yeah. Wow. I think, I think he'd love it. Yeah. I think he would too. I think he would too. So what did, what did y'all know about his, well, let's start with how did y'all know about his, his bonfire involvement, his dorm involvement, start, start there. That what was trickling back home? From Levi. I mean, I used to visit him a lot and stay in the dorm. And, um, you know, it was probably after a few pops and they would bang on the door at like four o'clock in the morning. And it's like, hey, dude, what is going on? You know what? And and he would like, don't worry about that knock. Don't worry about that knock. And then about the fourth time, he's like, I got to go. You know, and then right. coming back, you know. And so that, you know, I, I think that's where I first kind of experienced it. You know, and I, I would assume... You guys heard about it on the weekends. Or, yeah, or, we, we heard some or, stories, but that's what all his phone calls were about. He would talk about that. It was he was so excited, so excited. He loved tradition and he loved bonfire. So that yeah. was how from the very beginning. He would probably still be in college today. I think he would. <laughs> I, I I mean probably trying to get back into Walt and then kicking the AC out the out the window. You know, I, I think. <laughs> I, I, you know, blew my mind, you know, but that's, uh, I think once, you know, I, I think maybe he stuck his foot in it and then just cannonballed all the way in. I, I don't think he ever, 
dabbled in it, I think he went 100%. So, right. you know, it's almost going from core to bonfire, you know, similar, but not. I mean, similar as far as getting, you know, you're either in or you're out. And I, I, I don't think he had a, a, a notion to go yeah. the other way. Nope. When he left the core, it was, uh, I go, you know, we probably can't find a place where you even live. You might have to commute. And we found Walton. And it was, I go, they don't have AC. And he goes, I don't care. That's fine. <laughs> and he really was okay with no AC. It's just. And I think they finally made him leave the dorm um, because I don't think you could be there for five years in a dorm room because they were running out of space, you know? And so that's mm-hmm. when he moved off campus. Cause I, I think that he would have stayed there the entire. And I remember going up there and on the weekend or, you know, whatever. And I mean, the, that whole dorm gets together and you know, it's, you could have one person that wanted to cook something and then all of a sudden these people just start showing up and you go from like a steak to then all of a sudden, you, you know, Hey, we need another pit. So another grill shows up and then it just, I mean, all of a sudden you've got a, the, a giant tailgate right, right there in front of the dorms, you know? So that was his family. Yeah, it was a hundred percent. Yeah. So definitely, uh, um, you know, just, I, I don't, I think you'd have to live it to know it. I mean, luckily he got to live it. You know, and, and, you know, secondhand, I did too, you know, just based on that. I mean, that, when those they, guys. the year after collapse, when they banned the bonfire, we didn't realize how deep he was into fighting for offsite bonfire, except we saw it on the local news in Austin. Um, he was at the meeting and they said, we're not doing it this year. He stood up and walked out of the meeting. It was like, that's Levi on the right. news. He was protesting that they were being so whamby pamby about something that meant so much to A&M. And it just, it really upset him. He was very angry. And then when the student thing started, he was 100% behind it. He was on the, I don't know how that even got started, but he was, boy, that's what I'm doing. And he got behind that push to get the student bonfire going. And he was so happy. It was just, it was really, really, it was cool. That was his thing. Yeah, there was that that phase that um, you know, there everybody was respectful and okay. Let's let's wait and hear what the facts are. Let's let's wait and hear how we could do better. Let's whatever. And then when there was that, just stone cold drop it. Like it's not happening anymore, and that's it. And you know, there was that reaction. Was, oh, wait a minute. You know, and, and some people were throw it in your face. We're going to do it. And some people were just like, well, you're not doing it. So we are. And, and so once all this spins up, you know, there's the unity project fire, uh, the, the pile sort of thing that was just the proof of concept where Walton had to bite the bullet and accept that you're not going to get to load trucks because there's not really that many trees and, you know, and it took Levi's enthusiasm and motivation. It was just like, hey, no, we're just going to get this done. Right. And then go from there. And then the next year when it's decided that we're going to stack, the original idea was let's just pick volunteers. Let, no more lines, no more, you know, cadre that passes down. Let's just whoever wants to be in charge can be in charge. And the problem with that is if you volunteer, then do you really understand the scope of the job, especially now that it's stack? And, and so 
a lot of the people who volunteered didn't end up being, you know, one of the eight gray pots. And Levi was one of a few who did, which always impressed me because that meant that he knew the scope of the challenge and he volunteered and he didn't let those thoughts creep in. Like, are you up to it? Can you handle it? He just, I'm the guy I can do this. I'm the guy. And he was right. But I think all you guys that were involved with bonfire, I, I think you all had that same mentality that it's either you're in or you're, you're, you can't, you can't go halfway, right? It's either in or, or you're not even, why be a, why be a part of it? You can watch it, but maybe not help us. So I, I would agree hundred percent. Yeah, it was, um, I mean, it was an exciting time and it took a lot of different personalities to come at it in different ways, you know, where, you know, some people are spoken to in terms of do this, we're going this way. And, and some people are spoken to in terms that Levi could speak, which is come on buddies. You know, let's have, let's get out there. Come on, you could do this. And that vitality, that, that energy, I just, I, I, I've never seen anything like it. I still haven't seen anything like it. Just the explosive optimism and, and assuredness, you know, when, how was that always, was he always like that? Yep. You should so. hear his yep. cousins talk about him. When he used to go to Kansas and hang out on the farm. Oh my God. They still tell Levi stories that are just, I don't want to know if I want to hear these things of stuff. He was I mean, all he'd get them to do. His girl cousins, he didn't care. If you're willing, let's do it. And boy, yeah. stuff. you guys, I can't believe you're. He, you know, I, on, the, on the flip side, I, he always had a very strong work ethic. And so it doesn't matter what he was doing. I mean, it, it, even younger, if it was putting a Lego together, it was not, man, this piece doesn't really work. You know, and me, I would have just, eh, close enough. And, and he was always you know, in it and, and it completed it to the fullest, you know, it was, uh, so I, and it, same thing with bonfire. I, I don't, I, it was in, uh, you know, and even, I'm not saying going to class, but you know, as far as college, he went and he did it, you know, and, and that was, I mean, but same thing with a lot of them as he was growing up, even on the, on the farm, he had a better work ethic than, than any of us. Yeah. You know, he was up with my grandpa eating coffee at four, and I'm sitting here saying, what time are we leaving the house? <laughs> Five, 4.59, I'm good to go. You know, and he was. Come wake me. He, 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 he <laughs> oatmeal brown sugar. And I'm like, I'm good. Just give me something on the way. And I, but he's been like that his entire life, you know, so, or he was like that. So, I mean, again, it's not surprising that he had such an impact of, of anything he did. Because anything he touched, it was the exact same way. It was all of it, you know, so. And even though it was nights I was there, I mean, he still got up and did it. And he goes, I'll be back. I went, I don't know. Well, okay. And so we stack up, but you know, even the people that stuck around, they were, you know, they treated me like family too. So it was just a good experience all around. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd always be impressed with the, the way I, I always kind of wished I could, I could do this sort of, infectious motivation the way he could do where it was just like, just watch me do this. And then, and then you're like, Oh, I want to do it too. Whereas, you know, my, my mentality was always do this and then you'll love it. 
you know, and, and his was just, let me show you how much I love it. And then you'll do it. Uh, yep. It was just so unique. You got that right. That was probably a good way to look at it. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. I think it was. Now you talk about Legos. I'm glad you mentioned Legos. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to check with Belsick on this and see if I always understood that this had never happened before until Levi did it. But before the first, before first cut, even, I think there was uh, the night before we all got together at the house adjoining the first cut for the first, you know, stacked bonfire you know, our first bonfire together is gray pots. And, and I get out there and there's a group of people standing around something. They're crowded around something sort of near the culvert. And so I go up to this big group of people and then down in the middle of this group of people, of course, there's Levi and he's crouched down next to this meticulously crafted model of the bonfire that we knew we were going to build. (laughs) (laughs) It was stunning. It was, and there was a pile of sticks and branches and twigs that he'd been pulling from. And all of this was pulled together and it was, it was wired and there was a center pole. And then there were these four other poles that were just going to be there. And we didn't know what they were yet. And every stick touched the ground and the whole thing. And then I get there and I look down and then he looks up and he's just got that smile. That's like the Cheshire cat, you know, and, and he's, Hey, then he reaches into this group of people uh, and pulls a gas can out and then just pours gas all over it. And before anybody can figure out what's happening, he lights it. And I just, I just remember the, the flames sparking in his eyes, just, just and the, the joy he had in the horror in everybody else's face. Like you didn't even enjoy it. You just. <laughs> well, that, that's what it was for though. He built it for a purpose, right? I mean, cause you guys spend so much time building that bonfire, but it's just for it to get torched, right? That's exactly right. There you go. That's exactly right. He modeled everything perfectly, including the purpose. Sounds like you. It's done. Getting there was the, that was the objective was getting there and I'll get rid of it. Makes sense. You did it. You did it. Yeah. It makes sense to a very small group of people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Maybe, maybe just this group. (laughs) Might, might, Might peeve a couple people, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I'm excited. It's like, this is what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I, I return to that night so often. This that uh, the mischievousness and the and the you know the joy and and everybody kind of it was also the first that we could see. I mean, we'd seen drawings, we'd had discussions, we knew you know the rough concepts and tenets of everything, but that was a thing that we could look at and go, okay, right? Just that, just translate that into trees. That's it. That was fun. That, that's simple. But Levi, you just burn up the model. <laughs> we didn't even get notes. Uh, he was, uh, Belsick was telling me 
think it was Belsick. So y'all, did y'all ever meet Don or did you just hear about Don Gaynor? Uh, I know Levi worked for him and then a lot of the, a lot of my buddies worked for him. Everybody, I mean, everybody I know worked for him, but I, I never, I never met him, you know? So Don who owned the Dixie chicken and his daughters now own it. Um, Don loved Levi. Like he had just, there's a couple people that I've met that I know Don just really, really loved. Um, Levi and Hans Benton, uh, you know, also unfortunately passed some years ago, but I mean, the sort of guys that had the, that people still tell stories about to this day. And, and, you know, Hans told me a story last time I saw him in person, he told me about how he was called to Don's, uh, to the chicken. Hans was a manager big, I mean, bull of a dude, massive dude. And he's called to the chicken to bounce uh, some bull rider, some famous bull rider at the time. And I don't want to guess at the name, but this famous bull rider had come to the chicken and put a pitcher on the pool table. And that was a no, no, nobody was allowed to do that. And this guy did that and it spilled on the pool table and he wasn't leaving and then you had the issue of the damaged pool table, and that was important to Don. So Hans gets called in to deal with a bull rider, a very famous one with a cadre of people with him. And so then Hans leaves the chicken with 450 bucks, and the bull rider's gone. I, don't, I can't connect the dots there, but something happened. And he gives Don the money, and then Don calls Hans in the next day and says, hey, um, well, what's this? And he's holding up the money and Hans goes, that's what I got called in on my night off to get. That's the money to pay for your table. And Don says, I don't want the money to pay for the table. I wanted people to say that a bull rider got his ass kicked at the bar. (laughs) So, but you know, that was the way, you know, Don was very serious about these are the rules of this place. And this is how you're going to behave. Cut to, Levi dancing in his banana boxer shorts on top of the tables. <laughs> Only Levi. Nobody got, else. I think he got Levi, away with it. He did. He yeah, absolutely did. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't causing problems. <laughs> he was the entertainment. <laughs> yeah. He was the entertainment. The chief entertainment. <laughs> yeah, he had... Don gave him the key to his his uh, barbecue business when Levi was uh, cleaning kitchen ducks. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Cleaning kitchen ducks or acquiring neons for the inside of that house. <laughs> we'll go with cleaning kitchen ducks. The whole crew and they go, "We'll, we'll clean your ducks." <laughs> Showing us all how how impressive we should be, how impressed we should be with. His cleaning ability. <laughs> it was right across. It was right outside the apartment. And and I remember going to bed some nights like, sucks to be them. They just start working while everybody else is going to sleep. Yeah, they worked all night long. Well, they went to Houston a lot. To clean in Houston? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because they... He'd uh, call me at like seven o'clock in the morning. They're drinking beer on the beach or Corpus or wherever they were going. 
had a hard time finding beer at six o'clock in the morning too. That <laughs> had to be left over from the night before. <laughs> yeah. I, the shenanigans. I'm trying to think of what shenanigans the public can hear. I have an edit button, I guess. <laughs> no, he was. Um, there, there was something I didn't know this for years, and I was talking to Belsick about it, and it helped me understand Levi a lot better after Belsick told me this. But I, I'd, I'd gone a long time you know, haven't been able to do what I got to do and, and just kind of thinking how different it would have been, you know, with, with Levi and how different I would have been and, and, and all of this. And, uh, Belsick told me, he said, Dion, do you know whose idea it was for you to be able to do this? And I, no, he said it was Levi's idea. He suggested it. And Levi never, he never said that. He never led on to that. He never, you know, it was, you got to own, you got to own your things. Levi wasn't there to go, hey, you enjoying this thing I get, I got for you? That was, you know, and I'm sure he just enjoyed watching. And, and I'm, you know, I know I'm not the only one. There was lots of people who got to do really cool things that he helped make possible. He did a lot of secret stuff. He was, uh, he used to slip money into people's pockets and the ones that he knew were really struggling and he would slip a 20 in their pocket or, you know, oh, and just, wow. and never tell them. They just always wondered. It's like, Oh my God, I found 20 bucks in my pocket. Yeah. But he would do stuff like that all the time. I, I never got that. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't think he did. Struggle bus. <laughs> You were only yeah, twenty bucks lighter. I didn't put it yeah. on. I didn't put it on enough. Yeah, you you were always you were always going. Hey, where's my twenty bucks? While somebody next yeah. to you is like, I found yeah, twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah. And I just lost twenty bucks. He was taking it out of your pocket. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, whatever worked. Yeah, but his roommate used to say, "If Levi has money, everybody has money." Sure. He, he never. He always shared everything he got. Yeah. Everything. One of the more unselfish people. He was. He was. I loved his generosity. I just loved his generosity. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, uh, you know, K Dorm. So we called K Ramp K Dorm. They called themselves K Dorm. Hell, they got their own hats made. You know, when, when the rest of the dorm's like, hey, we're going to make Walton hats, how many Walton hats do we need? K Dorm's like, none from here. We're making K Dorm hats. We have, we have that hat. I think I might have, have that. that. Yeah, I, I have it. Yeah, that that all, that little pocket. What's that? It's white and pretty grungy, but yeah, we I have it still. Yeah, yeah. That that was you know, K Dorm had its own identity, and and they had their own barbecue pit as well. Yeah. And uh, I I remember Levi. I. I, when I talk about brisket today, which I take very, very seriously, I still think I sound a little bit like Levi talking about brisket 20 years ago. I, he took that serious and that's not a cheap pursuit. No. And, no. and he kept everybody fed in Cade Norman. <laughs> yeah. 
So, um, so Levi's doing all, all of this leading, motivating, inspiring. Um, I, I don't even remember how I found out or heard. Um, I just remember, you know, going to the hospital. That's, that's the first I remember of anything. It was going to the hospital. Um, and I mean, we talk about shenanigans and other things like Guy Crump and his story about how he went to go pick Levi up from a fun night out and Levi's regaling everybody in the holding cell with stories, making friends. (laughs) And all their numbers in his phone by the time he left the police. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and so there's, you know, you just, you know, you go into the hospital and then and, and you're just thought over this entire track record of ever knowing Levi is, okay, so he'll pull out of this one. Um, yeah. And wh- where were y'all? We had just got back from Colorado. I mean, it was a, like 12 o'clock. It was late at night and we just got, just got home, just got back from Colorado and they got, we got the call and we just loaded up. Guy called, he was crying so hard. He could barely talk to Steve, answer the phone. They, I was in San Marcos and I, I think that my parents called me on our way to Colorado. Yeah, but I didn't answer. And then somebody called me from Levi's number. So I thought I was in trouble. So I didn't answer their call, but I answered his. And I, I think I think it I think it I don't know if it was Guy or not. It might have been Guy. Guy and then us, okay. and then I called them and they just said, Hey, you might want to get to the hospital with a call station. I I didn't even have a car. I mean I had to come with um, a roommate and another buddy, you know, just to get there, you know. Yeah. So and obviously, you know, we picked him up after he wrecked a motorcycle. I mean, it was you know, I was like, well, it's really probably not a big deal at all. I, I was just thinking, what did he, you know, with broken arm? You know, we're kind of going over the top here, you know. So, uh, obviously, the information that I got was. They kept it low key. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't know what to expect. I mean, I'm like, hey, I guess I'll, I got to pay for someone's gas to get me here, you know. And, and so that was, and that was all. He's in the hospital. Well, we jumped in the car right away, and on the way over there, then the doctors were calling us, calling, Getting you know, permission to do tests and to put a halo on him. And, it was getting um, a lot more serious yeah. with the doctors. So we were starting to realize how awful it was. Yeah, and so is it St. Joseph's, right? I believe it was, yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. And at the time... You know, we were talking about how many people they have now. At the time, Bonfire didn't have near that many people. And, you know, there was more work. Of course, you know, at certain levels of leadership, you have more work all the time anyway. But it was everybody had something to do all the time. You know, it wasn't limited to weekends uh, like it can be for people now. And so, you know, everybody's got work all the time. And we're... We're going to the hospital and that's where, you know, we're meeting all y'all and, and Levi's whole family, I guess, still up in Wyoming somewhere. Kansas. Um, uh, a lot of them are coming down from Kansas. 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 Uh, Florida. Arizona. Yeah. Arizona. Yeah. And just every day going to the hospital. A lot of us in Groads. 
Yeah, the hospital. We kind of we kind of lived there in the hospital for. They've yeah. never seen that many people come to visit a patient. They never had that many people. At yeah. One time. Yeah, and I think it was I think it was a week, right? It, it was about a week that to get everybody there and and everybody was coming, and I, I remember at the end of the week there was that one night where we were all going to go walk by and single file and say goodbye. And um, I remember the nurses and doctors just walking down the hallway, just pouring down tears. Uh, Like you say, they were saying, I've never seen this waiting room stairs up and down hallways, everything. And uh, I think Levi would appreciate it. That half of us smelled like death. <laughs> coming straight from the woods, some of us. Um, but we something put, I was, what's yeah. that? We put his cut clothes on him at this at his service. We didn't. We told the funeral they were just appalled. They thought we'd bring over a suit, but we yeah. brought his Walton shirt and his filthy jeans and his pineapple boxers. And we said, nope, this is what he's wearing. We want him to smell like cedar, and he did. Right, it's pineapple boxers. That's right, not banana pineapple. Yes, yeah, pineapple boxers, fruity yeah. boxers. How about that? They were just fruity, whatever. It's a tropical, 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 tropical. We're in agreement there. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, and you know, something that struck me, um, I don't know, I might have to edit this out of the podcast, but something that struck me was the humor in in the entire family. You know, everybody's coming together and, you know, everybody's, you know, bracing and and then how do we, you know, and, and I remember I was in the hallway and I was talking with an uncle um, or maybe a couple uncles and Steve, I think you were there. Right. And my brother. Yeah, that's crazy. Your, your oh, brother? Yeah, my brother, yeah. He's a funny guy. Yeah, we were chatting and I, this is this is my failing. Okay. I, but I mentioned that we ran out of toilet paper at home and that we had to use Kleenex and that it was aloe. It was aloe Kleenex. (laughs) And so then the uncle's like, huh, that seems pretty comfortable. (laughs) That was That's that's actually a really good idea. That's my brother. Yeah. We ended up doing a cost comparison of toilet paper versus Kleenex. <laughs> and then at one point, this is where we got the attention of the wives and other relatives. At one point, we're all speculating what walking must be like if you've been using aloe Kleenex. And everybody's doing their own penguin walk demonstration of what, you know, and then... You know, the wives and family turn around and then just like, what is, what are y'all doing? It's science. Uh, Levi would have dug that. He, he would have been right in there. It would have gone over the top if Levi would <laughs> Yeah, it was, and I mean, that, 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 str- there's just so much humor and, and resilience. Where does that come from? We have a great family and it's, um, well, especially Steve's brother, he and his brother are so close. And then my family, I couldn't have lived through that horrible episode without my family. My sisters, my mom was my rock. She was just, I couldn't have done it without her. 
And then I always worried about Brody though. I worried about Brody because Brody had Levi his whole life. We'd only mm-hmm. had Levi half our lives. So that was a bigger loss to me was I worried about how Brody was, I, I worried he would be lost and he kind of was for a couple of years. Yep. It was really, that was his, Levi was his keel and his, mm-hmm. I mean, he could slap him around when he needed it, but he was also, Hey bro, you know, I gotcha. Well, I gotcha. it's also the same guy that I, again, I drove a, a just a junker truck and I was commuting from San Marcos to North Austin and the truck just wouldn't do it. So he was in college station and he goes, Hey, next time I come down, why don't you just take my truck for the summer? You know, that's the summer he went to jail because he had a warrant out because I didn't have taillights. <laughs> oh, yeah. so he, he, he actually got arrested. In your truck yeah, that, those are the same guy. And then they would try to bail him out. And, and he's like, no, man, I'll just spend my time here. This is great. I get McDonald's three times a day. And I, I just go play basketball and, and throw boats. That's all I'm doing. He goes, don't bail me out. I don't want to pay anybody back. So, but that's the, that's the kind of guy it was. It's not like I was like, hey, man, I'm really struggling. Can I borrow? I mean, he's like, here, let's just meet at home. I'll take your truck back to college station. You can take mine. That's how he always was. Yeah. But he was funny. In jail, he'd call his girlfriend and seen, uh, nobody knows the trouble I've seen. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> when, and even even when I, I wrecked his truck, uh, you know, I kind of thought he would be upset about it. And all he cared about was that if everything was all right. So, you know, and that was like his, we still have the truck. I mean, it's, it's literally parked in the driveway. I mean, I still drive it, but he didn't care about it. You know, and it's like, that was his, his only, you know, that's his only vehicle he's ever owned. I mean, by that, by that time, I probably owned eight, nine. I don't know. I mean, I, I used to go through them and you only had one vehicle. he had one vehicle his entire life. And, you know, and so, yeah, if, if I would have wrecked, you know, if he would have wrecked mine, I'd be pretty, he didn't, he never even cared. So uh, that's just the kind of guy he was. He was awesome. Wow. Uh, added to the list of differences that Levi and I have. Added to the list. <laughs> Holy no, to Levi, Levi and everybody had. I mean, that's I always, <laughs> you know, I just, you know. So I guess, you know, when when we were growing up, we were so close that we butted heads on everything, and I don't think we really got closer until. He moved out. And then it was like once, I guess if you're getting, if you used to butt heads every day, you kind of get used to it. Then when it's gone, it's kind of like, man, I kind of want to butt heads, you know? And, and and so when he came back, you know, I think that's where we became a, a, a good unit, you know? And then, I mean, he would come down to San Marcos. I would go to College Station, you know, and, and we did it a lot. But he would come down with dirty jeans and, a, hey, let's, let's fix your truck or, or whatever. And he, it was, you know, he was very... You know, and, good brother. well, one time he floated the river and I, I, I wasn't with him, but he came in with like girls size six flip flops. And he just said, well, somebody, somebody stole my flip flops. No shirt, just these flip flops. that didn't fit, you know, and it's, I couldn't find mine. I found these and, you know, and that, that's just the kind of, but you know, that's just how he rolled. It was unembarrassable. Yeah. I don't think anything bothered. Ever. Yeah. I think yeah, I have shorts too. I don't know. They were tropical. <laughs> <laughs> you just collected a whole smoothie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Why not? Yeah, and I mean, you know, the the thing that that one of the things that struck me is, and and in your description, he's driving to see you, and 
you know, driving back and going here and there. And I, I never understood the time, like how, where does that, where does that time come from? Because I, I mean, I have a hard time, you know, giving that, that time. And I don't feel like I'm giving enough. And yet everybody that he knew, it was like, to them, it was like you were the only person he knew. Yep. And it didn't matter if you were five years old or if you're 85 years old. I mean, you treated everybody the same. And it doesn't matter if you're five miles or 500 miles. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the other thing. It's, it's okay. I'll see you then. It's not like, man, that's a long drive. It's just, that's just what he did. You know, so I don't, I don't think there was a barrier that I don't think there was a threshold that would keep him grounded to a, you know, to a certain, you know, other than, you know, the jail thing, but that's obviously a minimal part of, of everything. And that was a lot of comedy that came out of that. Well, and what happens to the jail thing? He gives people time. He makes friends, connections, yes. gets phone numbers. Yes. He did. And got, got better at 42 and, uh, you know, got McDonald's a lot, you know, and <laughs> I, I think he picked up some tips on the basketball. I mean, I'll tell you, I, he's like a hardened criminal after that. You know? It's right. You get some tattoos. And I'm, sure, and I'm sure the guards loved him too. You know, and I, I bet he was, you know, a model citizen and, you know, he probably had the, the whole jailhouse laughing. So. Yeah. I mean, probably before every one of those phone calls where he's, Singing, nobody knows the trouble I see. He's like, "Hey guys, watch this. I'm gonna do it again. This is awesome. You get unlimited calls. <laughs> Give me your quarter." Uh, which you know, it goes to, you know, I, I, there was this this brief, brief like half a moment where the memorial was gonna be at the All Face Chapel on campus. Right. 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 And it's too small. Yeah, teeny little thing. And that was like that was like a five minute, okay, it's gonna be at the all face, and then almost immediately never mind. That's not gonna work. And then it's at Rudder Theater. Yeah. And it was full. Standing room only in Rudder Theater. And I have to say the Rudder the ADM people were amazing. Everybody there, the Rudders people were just over I, they couldn't do enough for us. How can we help you? We want to get you through well, this. They, they helped me in San Marcos. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, they did everything for me because my school didn't help at all. And so they were just amazing. Wow. They were amazing. I, I, they paid for hotel rooms for family. They made sure we were all taken care of. And what can we do for you? They, it, it was just. Well, they checked on us every day. You know what I mean? And actually wow. the dean came and hang out hung out with it um or maybe she was the interim anyway, yeah i forgot her name she but she was the mother, nice one that yes, helped me out she and my mother became fast friends and then we just they adopted us just like you always hear about the AM family mm-hmm. they meant it. it it was a true it, it, true it's true it's a fact AM adopted us and it's levi was the only person who went to AM, and you wouldn't they treated us so kindly and with such love. It was impressive. And we're so, wonderful. Yes, it really, really was. Great reflection on your, on your school. Well, yeah. And, and the, the fact that those people were paying enough attention to, to know almost instantly. Like, yes. We're going to need it. We're yes. going to need a bigger boat. Yeah. 
Levi. He was yeah. not a top student. He wasn't a football player. He was, it was Levi. And look how they yeah. treat him. I just, it was, it was so touching. And I yeah. so appreciated it. And it was wonderful. Yeah. And there was, I mean, you know, like we say, standing room only in Rudder and, and everybody there. Every single person there had a personal story and experience with Levi. Every single one. And that's just the people who could make it. Right. You you had the yell leaders together. All the yell leaders were together and they weren't there as an appearance. They were there because they lost Levi too. And they had personal experiences with him. It was... I just, and, and then, you know, and it runs the gamut of fellow students, people in, in K-Ram, people in Walton, people on Northside, the whole expanding, you know, sphere. And then you've also got Dr. Joe. Yes. He loved Dr. Joe. He really did. He's a great guy. And Dr. Joe loved him. He really what, did. What he was Because he was worried about him. Oh, worried about um, Levi. Dr. Joe called us at home and said, yeah. we got to get Levi back on track. I'm a little concerned, you know, here, you know, we got to get him back on track. So it was so kind of him to personally reach out. Yeah. I'm trying to figure the diplomatic way of uh, this. The, we've got to focus his energies on the other education. <laughs> and <then that> comes- <laughs> The one that comes with a bill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Joe was probably thinking the same thing, you know? Yeah. How do we get him? We got to get him out of here, and I think it's what he's saying. We got him yeah. to get him gradually. No rush. No rush. <laughs> His wife, Dr. Chris, also just a wonderful educator and personality. She. She once suggested, she's like, hey, you, you know, this, what you're talking about right now, that could be, you know, a doctoral thesis. And I said, I've been nine years in college to get my undergraduate. So. Oh, <laughs> um, no. close. Twelve. No. I got you. Yeah, well, oh. Brody got Walker for his graduation present. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> Started yeah, college in 99, finished up in 2012. <laughs> But he did it. Take your time. Enjoy the scenery. Uh, <laughs> I did. My, my daughter, my, my this is so awesome. My daughter told my wife one night, we're just hanging out, and she just real matter-of-factly goes, uh, Mom, Daddy's smarter than you. <laughs> and and my wife is like, um, explain. And she goes, well, he went to school for nine years, and you only went for four. <laughs> She was like eight, and then just—they got to be man, smarter than how long you went. <laughs> man, it is. Uh, but yeah, I, Dr. Joe said some beautiful things up there, and I—I I know some students um, did an interview with him some years ago, just to, uh, you know, students in Bonfire wanting to talk to people who knew Levi, and I think Dr. Joe's quote was something like, "I told Levi that I needed." him to put academics somewhere in his top five 
after the chicken and bonfire. So that's a doable goal. That's a doable totally. goal. Well, but he was all he was also extremely intelligent. I mean, the kid was smart. He was. He was very smart. Yeah. I don't think he probably never opened a book. Oh, I but he get didn't so mad to. at him. I tell you, Levi, you've got to study a little bit, and he'd come home with an A. I was so mad because none of my all my lessons fell flat. It was like, oh, mom. No. Yeah. He, he was smart. He was smart. He was a smart kid. He was a really smart kid. Terrible yeah. argument because he was so smart and stubborn. I experienced that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure everybody did. I think yeah. all your friends did. <laughs> well, yeah. and sometimes there was such a good natured stubbornness too. Like, come on, you, we gotta, we gotta worry about this. And then he would just be so stubborn about, no, you don't. <laughs> that's, that's right. He did good. Yeah. He did. Yeah. He was a kid. So, and so the, the timing, I'm trying to recall the exact time we had the memorial at Rudder. And then um, I think it was that next weekend we cut down his tree. Yes. Or what? No, it was no, that same week. It was that same week because we we were still. My parents were still here, and we, we all went, took a, a we couple all took a swing. Yeah, swings at the tree. Yeah. They all took turns, and my brother was the last. My brother would let. He, my brother was so upset. They were. He really loved Levi, but he's the one that finally got the tree all the way down. He yeah. he was getting his frustration and sadness out on that tree. But yeah, it was that same week because we were all still there. Yeah, it was a big crowd in the woods. It was. Um, and my memory of the setup to that was, you know, every year a landowner is is going to take you around the woods and and kind of get an idea of what you want and then say, okay, these are the sorts of trees that fit what you're looking for and they're over here. And so you got that exchange, but then you've also got the exchange where the landowner saying, uh, not that one, not that one, not that yeah. one. Yeah. And to my memory, that was pretty high up on the not that one list. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but it was big. And it was big. It was big. We, we needed we needed a big one because there was a big crowd and there was a lot of people. And like you say, there was a lot, there was a lot of frustration too, and a lot of upset. And we we needed, we all needed to take it out on something that would last a while yeah oh but not a big chunk of that tree we made three beautiful tables out of it really yes they, they gave us a, a chunk is like maybe two was, feet long it was a huge so, chunk of that tree and we had it we took it to a mill and had it uh it sliced and slabbed yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So not it's, rounds you got you got slabs no we, no, we got we rounds. rounds we did rounds but they're huge. It's like it's a beautiful table. Three of it. There's three tables. So Brody got, yeah, one, and we got one. We took one to Colorado. So it, it was it was massive. It was. I told the boys this year. You know they cut down red pot log, and they're like, "Have you ever seen anything that big?" And I was like, "Only one." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's it, cool. yeah, and and I remember when that tree came down. It was in a pretty dark stretch of woods, pretty thick. And when it came down, it took three, four other trees with it. And just this arena 
of silence with the leaves coming down that had been ripped out of the other trees and just this the light pouring in and they were beautiful. And Cappy was there. We had Cappy with us. Yeah, he had a little yeah, he had a little red pie. <laughs> Captain little Ginger red. Snaps. Yeah. Captain Ginger Snap, yeah. Snap. Yep, that was him. He got to be there too. Do you know what that's from? I do not. It's a Saturday Night Live skit. I uh, Will Ferrell had a dog named Captain Ginger Snap. So, yeah, you just oh, look yeah. it up. It, it's, it's a welfare. Hello, thing. Captain Ginger Snap. And then he's got a, yeah, he dresses him up. It's hilarious. Like a sailor. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Sailor. It's it's hilarious. But he's, that's where Captain Ginger Snap comes from. Oh, my goodness. My, my T-shirt company that I had back then, Old Army Supply Company, we were experimenting with creating a forum for, you know, kind of Old Army and Bonfire type hey, conversation. Hey. And I called it Captain Ginger Snaps. Oh. Like it was, yeah. And he, I even had a little photo of him on the, yeah. I never knew where that came from, though. Yeah, huh? that's where it came from. Hey, see, we're, yeah. we're, we'll bring something to the table. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't have much. We'll where, how, where his name came from, where the dog's name is, we've got that covered. <laughs> I think we're identifying that my weakness is where names come from. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, Why don't they people introduce themselves and say, uh, my name is so-and-so. It's from a, a truck, truck in Wyoming. <laughs> I truck my parents saw driving by. Yeah. Next time somebody tells me their name, I'm going to have to go, okay, stop, because I'm about to make some wild assumptions. <laughs> Where on earth does that name come from? <laughs> Where was that truck at? <laughs> yeah, because I'm following the Levi Garrett truck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now, um, so then that was, that was about, I don't know, a couple weeks before we got the center pole and Wendell sticks in. And that was a story that, you know, again, like from my time that I just, I didn't know all the details. And I, I think statute of limitations, I just didn't want to know. And I, I talked to the the guy that was involved with getting those. And I was like, all right, you can tell me now, where did those come from? And I, I think, I think when I, when he told me where they came from, I was like, Oh man, I bet Levi loved that. Uh, so there was Dwight, uh, Dwight Rabe, who's, uh, you know, we, we lost him a couple weeks ago, a great, very helpful individual. Uh, he and Levi connected Dwight was, but he's also, wild yeah he was Dwight was a wild man just you know practical but a wild man and you know we're looking at okay we gotta start stacking oh hey wait a minute we probably need those poles don't we and so you know we just said hey go get us five poles that meet meet this description where do we get them that's for you to figure out get five poles that meet this description and Dwight says load up and they get in the back of his truck and it's freezing cold outside. And he drives down highway 30 with them in the back of his truck. And they're hiding in the bed of the truck because it's so cold. So they don't see where they're going. And then the first they stick their head up, they're in front of a pasture and there's five trees in the front corner of the pasture, big, tall pine trees. And Dwight goes, well, no, y'all get out. We'll go get them. <laughs> and they go, Dwight, do you, were these, do you know them? And Dwight goes, uh, yeah. 
And so they, they cut down those trees and they brought them back. And it was on the way back that we were just sitting there talking about it going, this is a new defining feature for this, for this fire. And everything's got to have a name and this especially. And it was just, it was just Wendell sticks. It was that, it was that simple. It was like a 30 second from somebody going, Hey, wait, have we named these yet to Wendell sticks? I didn't know how and that happened. I don't think we knew that story yeah. until for a couple of years. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah, no, you're right. right. No. And that we didn't really know the story. They just said, you know what a window stick is. I go, did, I think Dwight came to the hospital. He, he did. He kind of in. Mm-hmm. And he was real quiet. And he didn't, yeah, he was very, I think he found us to tell us how much he loved Levi. But he didn't hang with the students very long, and he kind of just left. He was he was older, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think that to was- illustrate, I, I think that your description of that exchange will illustrate to anybody who knew Dwight how extraordinary a moment that was. That Dwight didn't say much. Yeah, he didn't say much. Yeah, the fact that Dwight didn't say much says a lot about what was happening in that at that time, because Dwight was a he was a talker, but he but was profoundly sad. I he mean, was. He, he, was he was so sad and worried. Yes, and there was at at Dwight's memorial, which was a couple weeks ago, mostly you know half full at least of bonfire people. Uh, somebody got up and James Frazier got up and spoke to that night when Dwight showed up and he talked about, you know, James Frazier went outside to just kind of get away from things. And he was sitting on the curb and he said, Dwight just came down and sat next to him and put his arm around him and said, you can't give up hope. And, and that was, you know, the reassurance that, that he needed at that time. But yeah, that, it, it it hit Dwight hard, um, and I'm sure he appreciated the the joy in getting those polls in a way that uh, Levi would have enjoyed. Did you ever hear what happened after he got the polls? Was there any lawsuits or? <laughs> All I know that happened is we had a center pole and four window sticks. I know nothing. <laughs> I, I know we had a we had a, a bonfire and that was good. Um but yeah, somebody I mean had, you somebody had written on some of the polls in that stat that first fire after Levi died. They had written huge tributes to Levi on some of the logs. And there were notes and things tucked into those logs before they burned. And we brought some ashes. Didn't we bring ashes? Seems like we brought some ashes to that burn. To yeah, that we burn. went to that. We went to that bonfire with the ashes. Yeah. We left it at that first fire after he died. Yeah. It was so. It was just very touching. It was very. Yeah, because I think we had about forty people in the back of your truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And I was the last one on the tailgate. <laughs> oh, yeah. There was a, there was as many people on there. That, yeah. There was a lot of people on there. It was uh, half the crowd in the back of the yeah. truck. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I know that people were holding on to each other because yeah, it, was, it was 
and it was cold. It was freezing. It was really cold, but it was beautiful. And you were hilarious that night. It was awesome. What did I do? It was unintentional, I'm sure. No, you were, were, were things running late and you were keeping oh, yeah. happy? Yeah. You were telling the best stories. And the joke about the preacher picking up the high, the hitchhiker and, oh, I don't know. You were just, I, it was nonstop because some, you were waiting for somebody. Somebody got hung up somewhere that really needed to be there. I can't remember why, but we kept waiting. And boy, you kept the crowd up and it was so fun. I mean, you were great. You could have had a job doing that. It was fun. Yeah, it was, We what we were missing was a couple thousand people. That, oh, they got stuck somewhere. Traffic jam or what happened? They closed a road. Yeah, traffic jam, bottleneck, uh, sort of one of those just people worrying about getting there turns into the actual problem. Yeah. And there was the constable. Everybody was flipping out. Everybody. And we went up to go talk to the media, the national media, uh, because they had our schedule that said that like 8.15, 8.30, we're going to light it. It was ABC and NBC and all these. And uh, that we had them a little trailer to set up on. And I think CNN was there. And so we just have this powwow getting close to the time that we're supposed to light it. And I remember one of them. And from, for some reason, ABC sticks out in my mind, but they kind of leaned across the two groups and go, you don't want to do this talking about postponing it. And I was like, sold. We're totally doing it. You know, we're totally postponing it. I don't like your attitude. And so we delayed and they didn't go live with lighting that first bonfire uh, after 99 because, you know, they, we're not here for you. We're here for all well, these people yeah, who want to be I, here. I, but, but nobody cared that you were, that it was late. Nobody cared. You kept us all entertained and we wanted those people to be there. Everybody there yeah. wants everybody else who's on their way to be there. So, I mean, yeah. I think that's what A&M is. It's like, well, no, we're not, everybody's not here. We can't start. So well, it, the funnest part about that was, is they were all there and, you know, they said, you don't want to do this. And then, you know, we're thinking, yeah, I think we do. And so it was from there, from that group in the middle that I stepped away and then turned around and asked the crowd, we've got a few thousand people here. Do you want to light on time so we can get on TV? Or do you want to wait for our family? And the whole crowd went, wait for our family. It was oh, like. Everybody wanted to wait. <laughs> yeah. Everybody wanted to wait. Because you should. It's for the student. It's for them. It was for them. So, I, But I that, that was so memorable and powerful. And you were awesome, I have to say. You were awesome. You were just it was good. It was all good. It was a happy night. We all had a happy night that night. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. And I don't think anybody, and I've talked to Belsick about this too. Like all of us that were doing that job. And I know, you know, from the way Levi approached it, none of us were approaching it like, Hey, we're going to do something that's, gonna still be done in 20 years you know we weren't projecting to that we're we're gonna finish this job and then 
didn't even know if you're going to get to do it after that one. Right. I mean, it was exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was, we let's get, let's do, we're going to do this one. And then for us in, in leadership, we knew that, you know, we're going to do it one more time and then we're passing it down. And the next year is when we have juniors and we do that whole cycle and that starts up, but that's all we're thinking about. And, you know, it was a wonderful night, but we didn't know that it was going to be the, you know, the first night of so many cents. And, you know, I mean, here we are 20 years and, you know, it's still happening. And, it, it was a beautiful night. And in my mind, it was a beautiful fire. And, but there weren't a lot of pictures of it. Uh, they're all in, in here, but then being around these students fires for so many years, there's so many things that I, that are the same that I equate. I, you know, I had this picture in my mind of our fire and then I saw a picture of our fire and I was like, what that? Oh, I forgot. I forgot ours looked like that. It changed. It's, it's, it looks different now than it was, but there's so many things that are the same critically that the students lead it, but then also in ways like at the center of every single fire, there's Levi. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So thank y'all for sharing your time today. I I know as far as ideas that I have go, the fact that I I remembered this last week makes it a miracle. That's an eternity. It's usually like five minutes. Well, we're just, uh, we're, we know how much you loved him too. And it, it means a lot to us. So thank you for inviting yeah, and and I know it's uh, not that I not that I have any problem answering anybody's questions about what time with Levi was like. I, I cherish and welcome every one of those opportunities, but I know that there's questions that people, you know, they've asked me that that I only have one perspective on if I know it all. Like, where did Levi's name come from? You know, like. <laughs> right. you won't be stumped any longer. You got it. <laughs> No. And Edit so that out. Then, You'll be the only one that knows. Yeah, that's right. Keep that a secret. <laughs> true. True. But it's, uh, you know, I, I know that the students are going to appreciate, um, the students are going to be able to appreciate it. And, you know, a lot of them, you know, they know, they recognize that name that to this day, when they repaint the chicken, I'll get a text message with the photo that shows me that they didn't paint over Levi's name. That is so, you just don't know what that means to us. That's just, I had a friend that went there. She just happened to walk in there and her, she was with a guy friend who goes, Oh my God, you won't believe what's in the men's restroom. And so he took a picture of it for her. And she goes, you're not going to believe this, but I know her parent, his parents. And he, she came to our, to his service from Houston. She is a paralegal I, I worked with. And it's it's just like she said, see, he's always going to be around. He's always going to be around. Yeah. So that's so cool. So cool. In the surprisingest places. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
And I still honestly think that his mug's still under the counter at Dixie Chicken. I, I don't think anybody took it. I mean, it might be. It's probably gone at this point, but I I remember distinctly that it was there that whole time. Yeah, I would. It wouldn't surprise me. It was. Um, uh, th- there was a writer for ESPN who was in town in 2011, maybe 2012, and he was writing a Johnny Manziel piece. And at the time, I still had my office on the corner of Church and Boyette on on Northgate. And in, any opportunity, any opportunity to introduce somebody to Bonfire, I'm on it. And he starts tweeting from the inside of the Dixie Chicken. And so I hurry up and grab some bonfire photos together and I go run into the chicken because I'm going to give him this bonfire stuff. But before I could get there, he posts a photo from inside the the men's room. And he said uh, in Aggieland, uh, they remember people even in the bathroom. I was like, this dude gets it because you're right. Yeah, he gets it. That is true. Most people would wonder if that's maybe a slap in the face, but to me, nope, that means a lot. That's mm-hmm. special. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's um um it, and it's and it's so fun, you know, ninety nine to see the students remember that. Yeah. You know, um I had a I had a a family of someone from 99 who said, you know, I, sometimes I worry that the university's forgotten about us, but the students haven't the students that build bonfire. They, they don't forget. Um, and, uh, they also did an excellent job on the memorial for the bonfire. I think it's beautiful. And so thoughtful in so many details. I just thought it was well done. Well done. The portals, how you can, if you stand on center pole and yeah. look through their portal, you're looking at their home. Yeah. Yeah. That's I amazing. love that. I, it was just so, it was a well done memorial. It's yeah. It's beautiful. So cool. Well, and, and then there's the, the memorial of action and work and, you know, to some of the greatest memorials of all are, are, are those memorials that are acts and pass down and the students are the students are executing a memorial that like we talked about like 20 bucks slipped in somebody's pocket Levi created this opportunity and this gift to to do something extraordinary and he never asked for credit and he never asked for recognition and he'd have been content if you never knew who put that 20 in your pocket and uh, that 20 in Aggie Land's pocket is, is bonfire. And um, so thank you for sharing your time today. And thank you most of all for sharing Levi with us. uh, Cause he's extraordinary. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. And for remembering him. It makes us feel good. It does. It's special. Thank you.